0: Okay, so back we're back at you in your lives with more NFL content because we literally haven't done anything since the end, since we talked about basically the Super Bowl, right? And then after that- No, 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 was, the
1: draft, remember? Oh, yeah,
0: oh yeah, oh yeah that feels yeah. like ages ago But we- I know, dude. <laughs> spent five hours t- trying to get to the Trey Lands. <laughs> no, because we were waiting for, what's his face? Well, your guys' draft pick. Yeah.
1: What, what was, <laughs> for, was uh, the cat's name? Eric Stokes. Oh Eric, <laughs> Eric Stokes. <laughs> you weren't too stoked about the Stokes pick. That that took... Hey, actually I was I was okay with it, honestly. Were you actually? No, but who did you mm-hmm. want? As long as it wasn't another quarterback.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. I know. But, <laughs> dude, what okay? Actually, let's start out with that. Jordan Love. Right. Quick assessments about Jordan Love. Because you know, he actually really didn't look that bad. He looks athletic and he extends plays a little bit.
1: Yeah, so. I think what was actually kind of interesting was that in college and I'm, I'm basing this off of, I'm basing this off of like his YouTube highlights. All right. So the stuff that got him, you know, seen the, Mm. like that jumped out on the scouts radar was the stuff that he would do off script, not any of like the scheduled, Uh whatever system they ran in uh, at Utah, whatever system they ran, nothing like that. It was all his off script stuff. So, You know, kind of coming into it, it was like, okay, we're going to see a lot more of that. That's going to probably be a little bit more schematically. Obviously, you know, Matt LaFour has his system and everything like that. So I was anticipating more of that, Jordan, Jordan Love. Uh, You know, someone who didn't really get to play last season, maybe threw a couple of balls in practice. That's about it, and didn't really go into, you know, any games, right? So the type of football that I was expecting him, expecting from him, was a lot more of the same, same that we saw in kind of college, like kind of like that off script, like you know, just like kind of going for it wherever, it, wherever it ends up, wherever it ends up, I think. And what we ended up seeing was a little bit more of the reverse, a guy who thrived in structure, a guy who thrived in the system and made scheduled time, uh, scheduled plays uh, when he was supposed to make, make the scheduled throws, when he was supposed to make them on the plays. Mm-hmm. you know, uh, a lot of dink and Dunks to tight ends and running backs, um, you know, I think his, his one touchdown of the preseason was actually, you know, pretty much all Kylan Hill, but, right. you know, it, it was off a screen pass or something like that. And that was his one touchdown. But that's not to say, like, he wasn't making those throws that, you know, jumped out to scouts. He, it's not to say that he wasn't making those off script plays. Uh, when he did, when he did kind of, you know, have to get out of the pocket, move in, find the open receiver, make those, you know, he, if he rushed it, that's when he got into trouble i'd say generally and overall i think he needs another he needs like another season probably another probably another two seasons to really get comfortable playing in the nfl uh, depending on you know if rodgers get injured god forbid um, that would be but if something happens bad. to rodgers yeah, i know and then jordan love has to step in i you know i don't see him you know getting much nfl game action so mm-hmm. uh, no, yeah, you know kneeling him kneeling down or something like that you know exactly i, so, I cuz watching
0: because with everything going down with all the quarterback changes and everything, I put him yeah, in, in yeah. the same uh, category as Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence. You know what I mean? I, cause like yeah. I, he basically to me is just another guy, a young guy. Like he, I classify yeah, he's him a as rookie. just one of the rookies basically. Cause last year was yeah, kind of I agree. a joke and J- Justin Herbert is an absolute anomaly. The fact I, that you I can really roll in and do that on that type of year just goes to show especially is in my opinion.
1: Yeah, honestly, Justin Herbert, uh, I think he's going to be a top five fantasy quarterback this year. I'm uh, taking him I, all day. Oh, 100%. Same same here. Uh, I'm actually going to be targeting him. Uh, oh, yeah. I hope no one from my fantasy leagues watches this because <laughs> they're going to cite that. <laughs> what? Have you done mocks? Bro, I've been doing so many mocks, and I've been getting cons- I've, I've been getting Justin Herbert consistently in, like, the seventh or eighth round, and I'm thinking that's a sweet spot for him. Okay.
0: Yeah, but, I think – what did I snag him at? I did a mock draft. It was so bad. Did I send I sent it to you?
1: No, you didn't send that I didn't to me. Send you it, need to send
0: that. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'm going to send that. I'll send that to you, but I'll read it off to you right now. I forget exactly the rounds it was. I sent it to Sheridan. I ended up – I get so – I wanted to talk about strategies. With you. What, are, what are some of the type of strategies that you do? Because I get so overwhelmed with who I'm going to pick, and then I get scared, so I just end up snagging somebody that I don't even need. And running backs to me are – there's so many of them, and anybody could pop off at any given season. I I think I've I need to value wide receivers more. If I've learned anything from what Sheridan's done, wide receivers get you the most. That's what the that's where that's where the money's at.
1: Yeah, I think um, honestly, like maybe we could do a segment. Like I, I know you and I kind of talked about it. Um, you know, to kind of chat back and forth a, bit, a little bit about it, but doing like an all gear no game like fantasy thing, and maybe we can make that a segment. You know, maybe we can make that a segment, that something like, funny. yeah, How I would, think I want to uh, do that. Yeah. I think we could totally do something like that and make it like a little bit of a segment where we kind of just go over like the highs and lows, but generally speaking, uh, when I, you know, like my approach to the draft is a little bit more like, uh, I mean, like for new newcomers, it might be a little bit different. For newcomers, I would strongly go by uh, what your a- adjusted draft pick value is. Mm-hmm. I think it's like ADP or something like that. that j- that'll give you a good idea about where the picks are falling. So if you're picking 7th or 8th, maybe in this year's draft, maybe Ezekiel Elliott, maybe uh, – You know, I think Saquon's going to fall, but I think Saquon's been getting picked around third or fourth. Yeah, because of injuries, you know, he's not really going to be playing till like, he's probably not going to be getting back to form till like, the second or third week, I think. But, you know, like, look at where those picks are falling for you, and that will give you a good idea of, like, who you should be looking for when it comes to your spot. And I think, uh, obviously, like, depending on if it's a PPR league or if it's a half PPR league, things like that will obviously adjust your strategy, but targeting running backs and wider you cut out you cut out big boy so targeting okay oh, so that's crazy so targeting running backs like early and often mm-hmm. uh throughout the draft finding them at value spots is going to be really crucial to your yeah. to your team uh it you know quarterbacks if you can't get a good value one within you know like the 6th or 7th round I, I think you can actually get them a little bit later, to be honest, just because I feel like there's a lot of good offensive powerhouses in the NFL now. Right. Uh, you know, defense a little bit lax nowadays, especially with new tackle and all that. Yeah, and we get into that. But basically, in general, just you got to be targeting running backs and wide receivers. That's the game plan there. Tight ends, yeah. y- you could find value later on in the draft if you don't get one of the top guys, George Kittle or Travis Kelsey, right off the bat. Uh, you could definitely find value later on in the draft. I think kickers and defensive uh or defenses, you could definitely that that they should be your last pick, essentially, last couple picks. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway. I think one of your <clears throat> yeah, I think one of your uh one of my one of my buddies actually ended up picking a defense in like the ninth round. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, <laughs> so, <laughs> what was it? Who was it? Uh, I, I don't know. I honestly don't remember. I, I know it was one of the pottery leagues, though. I know it was I one know. of the pottery leagues, That's and right. I, I saw that ninth round defense. I was like, "All right, <laughs> I'll man." Read, I'll yeah, read. I'll
0: no. I'll read you mine. I forget exactly where I drafted drafted him at. So my my team that I did the mock with was just granted. Keep this in mind. I woke up really early and I could not go back to sleep. And so I was like half awake when I was doing this. So it was, I drafted Justin Herbert. I got Nick Chubb. And then, you know what? I completely blanked that I drafted Nick Chubb. So I got Kareem Hunt. <laughs> 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 We're splitting the rock there already. Okay. Then we've got Chris Godwin, um, wide receiver one. Completely forgot to draft a wide receiver, too. So we got a bunch of draft um, bench wide receivers. So my wide receiver, two is Curtis Samuel, who is a completely viable flex, would not recommend for a wide receiver, too. Um, and then I've got George Kittle. I mean, Curtis Samuel, he's good, but he's he's going to be shamed, I think he yeah, I think Thomas and they're going to be dropping it down to freaking Antonio Gibson. Like he's it could be I don't know how many touches he's actually going to get. You know. Yeah, I think he's a
1: good flex with some upside for sure.
0: Yeah, and then I've got, obviously, our boy George. And then Bo- Bobby, Tanyan. At the hey, as a backup, spot.
1: that's a good backup. Yeah, I like but I
0: have him at the flex spot, so there you go there. Because he was just... Um, and then I had the Rams defense, Justin Tucker. And then my bench, though, I kind of clutched up. I got Darnell Mooney, Ronald Jones. Um, It's, it's Elijah Moore, Sterling Shepard. And then I just got, like, um, Kadarius Tony, Wayne Gallman, and Bershaw Perryman. So I just kind of just went for it just guys that i know that will do some good things this season
1: but i i mean it was, it was a it was a definitely it was a rough draft there oh yeah no definitely <laughs> i think uh i think nick chubb uh nick chubb and then getting <laughs> kareem hunt uh, How much sense does that make? i mean you're vulturing yourself essentially you're, which you're i guess saying, it goes to you but what they're both you know good what it is. um yeah i think the only thing is you gotta it all depends on what you're <laughs> it all it all just depends on where you're pick lands up like yeah. uh, a couple of my leagues I'm, I'm kind of drafting at the bottom of the league so that means in a snake draft ppr that means I'm drafting twice at the bottom of the bottom yeah. of rounds or at the top of rounds
0: mm-hmm.
1: you yeah, know however you look at it but basically bottom of the rounds and I am essentially looking for at that point I'm basically just looking for okay who is falling and then at that point I'm going back through and I'm looking at depth charts okay right. if a person is going to be like a bona fide wide receiver one and I'm going to pull a buffalo as a good example of this Buffalo, right? You have Stefan Diggs, but you also have Valley and Cole Beasley. Well, who's the wide receiver one? Everyone's going to say Stefan Diggs. Obviously, Stefan Diggs, he's going to be all over the field. Well, Cole Beasley, based off of how that offense flows, Cole Beasley actually has wide receiver wide receiver two for sure. If not, I think he strongly has wide receiver one upside as well. He's going to, I think Cole Beasley is going to easily get 10 targets a game. And then I think Stefan Diggs is probably going to get another 14, 14 targets a game. Who's their other one? That's a good situation. Uh, they yeah. So th- they have uh, Stephon Diggs. They have Cole Beasley. Then they have, have Gabriel Davis. guy. Uh, Gabriel Davis.
0: Well, the, I forget they were when the Niners played them. I forget there was a there was another guy that was super fast that they kept running like sweeps with and stuff.
1: I forget his name. I don't remember mm, I'm honestly not sure, but those are those are the top three, and then after that it starts getting into a bunch of people and at that point you're not really looking for a whole lot of value there you're looking for yeah. a deep sleeper hoping the one of the top guys gets injured, and now you're seeing a little bit more playing time but
0: who's kind yeah. of your sleeper pick that you it's like a must have
1: uh sleeper pick for this year uh uh, that's uh, honestly that's a hard question to put right on the spot. There, uh, I'm thinking I'm really liking the Rams. <laughs> that's what we're all about here at all. no Game, right on the spot. <laughs> I'm I'm really liking the Rams running back situation. To be honest, yeah. yeah, with Cam Akers out, obviously, you know, you're going run first offense there. I think Sony Michelle mm-hmm. is going to provide good competition. I think it's going to be a one A one B type situation, yeah. essentially at, at with the Rams. So I think Sony Michelle towards the end of the year, I think Sony Michelle is going to be a good one. Um, <laughs> Hashtag he's a JK. Deep, deep sleeper though, yeah, yeah. Dobbins, yeah, yeah. Dude, he's out for the season. That sucks. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like any others. Uh, probably like another receiver I like is uh, probably not on the top of draft boards. Pro- uh, probably like he's probably falling on like the you know, probably like ninth or so, I'd say, uh, is Will Fuller when he comes back. Will Fuller's, you know, he's suspended for like 10 games. So he's definitely a guy that no one's going to be picking up till like right. later. And I think Tua. You never know. You never know. And I think he might be someone to just watch out for. But I think on the spot, those are the top two names I can think of. Obviously, I'm sure if I had my entire draft board, I could probably think of a couple others. Right.
0: I think that the main one you have to get if he's on the board, I don't care where he's at. You got to get your boy Antonio Gibson because that man <laughs> is in absolute beast mode and he's going to tear up the NFC. System. Yeah, I I'm think telling you,
1: I, I would honestly be surprised if Antonio Gibson falls, falls okay, definitely by the second round, you got to pick him up. But I think if Antonio Gibson falls anything past the second round, drop what you're doing, pick him up. No, yeah, 100%. if he even falls to you, like drop what you're doing, pick him up, he's going to get he's going to get um, the mother load when it comes to shares of uh share the ball, especially yeah. if
0: Heineke ever yeah. enters the, the picture. Yeah. Do you it. better. Believe. I, I think it's going
1: to be fist magic still.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll get in. We'll get into that a little bit. Yeah, I think, yeah, we'll I think into. Ryan, Ryan's good, but if Heineke, if any barring like any injuries or anything, it's going to be a lot of check downs and he does everything. He runs between the tackles and he runs like the outside, dude. He's so good outside zone. Yeah. Like, He's so free. I love him so much. And I, he's he's like such a good uh, combination of a power back and elusive speed. Like He's just so good. I love him so much. Speaking of that, another sleeper pick. Even though a lot of people were kind of hyping him up last year, Jermichael Hasty, He had a good – his last preseason game, he was a savage. Then Niners' running back room is so deep. It's insane. But you have to account for – there's going to be some injuries there. Eventually, and so there's gonna be if you're ever needing a running back, go to the go to the Niners, pick up a Niners running back if you ever need like a flex or RB. Like, yeah. A what back.
1: is the what what is the depth chart looking like for Niners running back? Like, who's your one? Who's your two? Who's your three? Because I know Trey Sermon's on there, and I know Trey Sermon's probably gonna get some. uh he, He's probably gonna get about 10 touches game, maybe.
0: Oh, 100, uh, and he's durable yeah. too. That's a good thing, and he fights for yards, it's like low-key frank gore-esque fights for yards you're gonna he's gonna get the rock in the third and two third and three if they ever run it but it's so it's probably gonna be obviously raheem at number one i think trey sermon's gonna be number two and i'm not i don't know exactly what the timetable is looking like for jeff jeff wilson's out for the season i'm pretty sure right he tore i think he tore his a uh, i
1: think so i don't i'm not i'm honestly not too familiar
0: let me see, let me check that out really fast. Okay, so Jeff Wilson, I think he's um, basically out for, yeah, he's out for the year or if not a while. And then um, Wayne Gallman is probably gonna be three, and then Jamaica Hasty, and then like Elijah Mitchell. But all to me, it's it's just gonna really depend on who's good in practice because Kyle Shanahan just seems like the type of person that if you really impress, it just it's everything's gonna fluctuate a lot this season, I think. It's you know how it was with Jerick McKinnon he wasn't necessarily the best running back in our room but he started him anyways and tried to run special stuff with him because I think
1: he just saw potential and it just never really worked out. Kyle Shanahan is still one of the most brilliant uh, offensive minds in the NFL and I don't think that's going to change because he literally plays to the strengths of his players. He can make no. anyone look like a god on the field. It's crazy. If uh you know if he can get the schemes right so Yeah.
0: I just think it's so sick how we have basically two sets. The Niners basically have two sets of speed and power because they have Raheem and Trey, and then we're going to have Jamichael and Wayne Gallman. And Wayne Gallman is the most slept on player in the San Francisco 49ers. I feel like nobody talked about him and the year he had after um, being on the New York Giants. He carried them. When Saquon not being there.
1: Yeah. I I, I honestly was surprised that you said that uh, Trace Herman would be the number two, and then Wayne Gallman would be three because I thought, you know, Wayne Gallman... I thought I honestly think he might be even pushing for uh pushing for the one. I think it might be a one A, one B type situation.
0: Like between Gallman and Raheem.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Dude, that's what I'm thinking too. But for me, it's honestly Raheem one and then it's just two A, two B, two C. You know okay. what I mean? And yeah. gonna get in there because he's just so elusive and quick, but you have to get those tough yards, especially in the NFC West where the interior um defensive lines are crazy. <laughs> And just the defensive yeah. lines in general are insane. Yeah. So it's going to be whack. But one thing I did want to ask you, I wish Sheridan was here. He was playing basketball or something. Um, I was watching the Niners preseason game. And you know what worked f- more flawlessly than I ever could have, have imagined is the two quarterback system of Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. I've, I was watching podcasts and people have been saying it could work. It could work just because of how much of a genius Kyle is. And you know what? It is fine. Mid snap. It's not just series to series. We're talking Jimmy in for first and second. Trey Lance comes in for third down. Like it's crazy. And I think it would just make the Niners that much more difficult to plan for um, week to week. What do you think?
1: I think it was kind of interesting how they brought it up. And I, okay, first off, we want to talk about Jimmy's touchdown there. He just ran in, he <laughs> tucked he tucked his head and just pushed in there. I, I was more impressed about that than anything else for the rest yeah. of the game. To be 100% honest with you. Right. The fact that Jimmy did that coming off, you know, his two it, it's like two it was two injuries, right? Last season, like his shoulder and then his knee. It was I think it was his his ankle the whole time. Oh, okay.
0: Okay, well, you know, coming off, off... I mean, he got hurt. It was, it's everything. Because he yeah. had no protection last year. It was crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I was more impressed about that. But I honestly, two quarterback system, and I think the way that they... I think there's a way that it could work, to be honest with you. And I think it might be something that might be like cutting edge, you know, like setting up, paving the way for like the next-gen type thing. And I mean, like you could talk about what Sean Payton did with Taysom Hill. That's a little bit different situation because Taysom Hill was more of a utility as as area... Sean. Uh, yeah and he's more utility utility like he's doing everything running back wide receiver tight end whatever the fact that Taysom hill can block like the way he blocks and i mean we saw how uh we saw how tim tebow can block so really (laughs) good surprised by that (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh i think it could i I think it certainly work but i think what you run into the issue is is uh teams figuring out what each quarterback is coming in for unless you're having quarter, unless you're having the quarterbacks, you know, quarterbacks that can do essentially the same thing versus like, you know, we, we obviously know Jimmy's not as accurate with the deep ball. So if Trey's coming in, you know, are you going too high? Is that automatically your game plan then uh, to cover the deep ball? Is that like how teams are going to be planning for these situations? Like, okay, the this quarterback's mainly coming in, you know, tail of the game tape. This is what he's been used for. Mm -hmm. Right. Or is it, or is Ch- Shanahan gonna you know commit to it and then kind of bring it in, kind of mold it into something that's a little bit more like a chameleon, a little bit more hidden, a little bit more disguised with how these quarterbacks are gonna be used.
0: That's where the that's, that's
1: where, where the, the weapons mysteries. of
0: the Niners offense play in though.
1: Yeah, you, that's you can that's run
0: crazy stuff and it doesn't matter what quarterback's in. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that I think that there could be a way where they can Um, disguise it in a way where nobody knows what's going to happen.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: obviously, the threat of the run is there with Trey in the game, but you can put Trey in and freaking just hand the ball off to Raheem and then put Jimmy back in and do something crazy, like a zone read, like a read-off. Like, you you could do – and just throw it to Debo. Like, I mean, there's just so much – there's endless possibilities, and I feel like there's a good way where you can disguise it where nobody knows what's happening. Yeah. Besides I think, the fact uh, that Trey's more athletic, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think uh I think at some point you like you you talk about a scheme that can fit for that. You almost can't because you're constantly rotating people out to kind of fit a quarterback. So I mean like it's gonna take it's gonna take that much more effort for defenses to plan against the Niners week in and week out, which is gonna leave tons and tons and tons of room for mistakes. And I think if Kyle Shanahan does it well and he, re- he truly commits to it, and I'm not just saying from like a preseason stand for it, I'm talking about like a week in, week out, commit to it, you know i think you guys have like three or four days worth of pra- where the practices yeah uh, but also like just film study sessions where you're just working through and developing concepts that you guys want to roll out for like the following week or two mm-hmm. weeks out whatever however however you know the system actually works out i think if chan ham actually genuinely commits to it i think it could be lethal i i truly do think it, it could be lethal so
0: what do you think about the re- um because being playing quarterback is obviously like a big rhythm thing and being comfortable, but I feel like with the, how Shanahan schemes stuff up, you don't have to necessarily get in that big of a rhythm because there's going to be wide-open guys all over the field. And then yeah, your, he schemes, your run game takes so you know. much pressure off of everything else.
1: Yeah. Uh, it could truly be a situation. <laughs> I think it would be kind of interesting, actually. Um, now that I think about it, it could actually be kind of interesting where they could be, you know, like – Jimmy could throw for like 2,500 and like 28 touchdowns (laughs) and Trey Lance could throw for 2,500 and like 19 touchdowns. And and then combined could be like a co-MVP type season for a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like when I was, I mean, that's just speculating, but I'm, I mean, I'm just saying like, yeah, uh, schematically, you know, getting in rhythms. I just think it makes it so much more difficult for when you get into those press game type situations. Right. Uh, Limited time on the clock, you know, two minute types, two minute mm-hmm. drill type situation. I think it makes it complicated for those. Yeah. And uh, and that's where you probably need a little bit more rhythm.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I, that's I think, actually, that's true. It's that yeah, game, think where generally you're, speaking, you're going to go to when you really need to play. Like when you really, when the game's on the line, two minute drill, you need somebody to take it down the field. We can't just keep putting, trey back in or jimmy back in we need just yeah. one guy to stay on and be solid and reliable i don't know who that's gonna be but trace finger is a little like hurt or something but chipped, yeah yeah, it's chip i don't know that i think he'll just be out for a week but i i honestly am not going to be surprised one bit to see time shared in the season opener against the lions i think yeah so he's out jimmy, a week for sure yeah, but we um, still have a week in between from the season starting though.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I don't think I. I honestly think like the t- based off like the timeline, I think they're anticipating like a week and then. Play week I two. mean, unless it's all unless it's all film room type situation, but I don't. Know, I I think Jimmy's definitely going to be opening for uh for you oh, guys. Yeah. I think so too. And then but I, I think, think yeah. Lance is going to be incorporated later on. If they, if, you know, Shanahan true. like I said, this, this type of thing, when you're, when you're disguising your scheme in such a way where you're incorporating two quarterbacks, it's, it's a commitment thing because you got to work with both quarterbacks and you got to prep both those quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, you know, in the same way of like, you know, just working with one starter because in the game, when you actually get down to it, like, Yeah, first quarter, you kind of develop things, you kind of put things in motion for things to pay off in like the third or fourth quarter because now defenses are like, oh, he did that in the first quarter. You know, like you got to prep for that. So now you're instead of just prepping one quarterback to be on their game and know how to fight, how to basically fight these defenses, how to get, how to put, orchestrate the play essentially to make sure that everyone's uh, where they're supposed to be doing what they're supposed to do and then be able to execute that. you got to prep both those quarterbacks. And I think it's just it's it's commitment uh, by the quarterbacks coach. I don't know who that is for you guys, but it's commitment by the quarterbacks coach commitment by the offense coordinators, you know, to work through it all. But yeah, I cannot wait
0: to see how it all plays out.
1: It's going to be great. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Like the Niners will truly be a super fun team to watch the season if they can do it. If you know if Shane Aaron commits to it, and I think yeah, it'll be I, really I'm all,
0: exciting. I, yeah, they're gonna be. It's just gonna be really fun in the upcoming years to see the stuff that you because you can already tell by the preseason plays, Kyle. It's opening a new realm of things that he can do. Like I don't remember the last time we've run like a since Colin where we've run like a zone read and then. Or just like a design quarterback run and trade ski like since, just December 14th right 14th of t-
1: since December 14th of 2012.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember the is that the date of the freaking Colin Kaepernick? <laughs> remember when Colin ran it down your guys' throat? Yeah. that was the thickest play ever. I hate
1: was, it. Yeah, I hate it. And that's when I knew that our defense was really chalked. and that's when I wanted that Don Capers back? fired. Oh, yeah, dude, that's when I, bro, our, I, I hated Dom Capers since that day, bro. That's oh, okay. Since, since we, <laughs> we, I mean, we've, Packers have had like run game issues since like the beginning of time, <laughs> but more prevalent than ever when quarterbacks like Colin Kaepernick look like God, mm-hmm. you know, like they just look amazing when all they're doing is just running. I think he threw I think he threw a total of like 21 passes that game and I think a total complete like 13 to 21. I don't know something like that. Yeah. So. All
0: right. That's enough about the San Francisco 49ers. Yep. You want to get in. I because I was watching the Pat McAfee show and he suggested something for us to do and I thought it'd be fun. He suggested specifically for all gear, no game. He looked into the screen and was like, Kellen, you have to do this on your show. So I did it. I'm going to do it right now with Dars. Um, By week five, I've we've, I'm looking at all of the starting... Because everything's locked in, starting like quarterbacks. Everybody's locked in for who's going to start week one, basically. But who's going to be starting week five when shit hits the fan? When we have a one bad start, are you going to go to the rookie? You know what I mean? And so... I want you to predict like who will be starting by week five. But we'll st- okay. We'll start off with Jimmy and Trey. Who do you think will end up be will be starting games by week five?
1: I think it's going to be Jimmy. Yeah, I agree. I think week five, Jimmy. If the Niners go, if the Niners go like four and six, ten weeks in, then I think the conversation starts rotating. When is it towards...
0: too
1: late though? No, it's not too late. I mean ten weeks in you still have seven weeks left. So yeah, you could still you could still you know, flip the switch. Of, six losses is a lot of losses. Yeah, but you have one extra you have yeah. one extra game this year. So true. You know, you could still finish the season if you go on a five and one or sorry, five and two streak, you could still finish the season nine and eight. Yeah. So I you know I I mean like generally speaking though, I think if the Niners happen to start the season four and six I think that's when the conversation uh, starts rotating towards, hey, let's get Trey in there. Yeah. Especially right. with how the rest of the rest of the division does. Mm-hmm. I think that matters more than anything because the Packers, not the Packers, but the Niners are playing for the playoffs. Like they're playing to get into the playoffs. And I think systematically they're going to look through. And I'm not saying that like by week 10, call it quits, you know, by Jimmy, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, hey, let's reevaluate our options. Let's see what we can do to switch things around. So I'm thinking then, but week five, it's going to be Jimmy. There's no way.
0: Yeah. I I think Jimmy has a longer leash than people think, low-key.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: Especially if they're able to find a way to incorporate both of them. Oh, yeah. Because fans are obviously wanting to push the fact we want our new guy in there, but you can't get rid of the fact that Jimmy is a legit starting quarterback in the National Football League. You know what I mean? I think people are pretty quick to forget that all he does is win games when he's in, basically, and healthy.
1: So... (laughs) I mean, yeah, how much of that is on him versus how much of the, yeah, we get into that. But yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. That's true. Um. Okay. Cam or Mac.
1: I think it's going to be, dude, honestly, I was, I was for sure going to say Cam before this past week, this past week where Cam dots you know, was up the field. Yeah. And Cam was out for COVID protocols and then he goes on the field and then goes two for four and like 50 something yards. And doesn't really get a solid drive, and then and then Mac plays the rest of the the rest of the half. I think that that showed me a little bit more that Belichick was like, "Hey, we actually got something. We got something that could really work with Mac." And I think I didn't see that in the previous preseason game. So I'm gonna say Mac.
0: I agree 100. percent. I really love, I think Mac has the potential to be the second best out of this class. For me, it's a lock, Trevor Lawrence, no matter what. He's I all, think Zach he's, Wilson.
1: I think Zach Wilson's going to be better than Trevor Lawrence, bro. I, I, I 100%, I like, a I'm ready to go. That's a I'm ready to go idea. on that, dude. I, won't, I, think, I, think I can't Zach disagree. Gonna be better.
0: But I just, Trevor Lawrence, to me, my comparison of Trevor Lawrence is what I had when LaMelo came into the league, is there's not going to be much growing pains for me. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to just straight up ball. Everybody, you know, because when I did an NBA podcast with Jonah, he's like, there's going to be turnover issues with LaMelo. But I'm like, LaMelo has been playing the best. And then that's my comparison is just Trevor Lawrence is built differently, in my opinion. Like, even though he is sporadic at times and stuff, I just think he's a stud. And I think he's going to make a big impact on the Jags this year. And it's going to be fun to watch.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, like, compare big impact. I think I would say... I, I I don't and I, I mean this going on tangent going back to the, going back to the main thing I yeah Mac Jones I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna be solid I don't I'm not ready to say like oh yeah he's gonna be he's gonna be like the second best I I can say based off what I've seen of Zach Wilson I'm like okay Robert Saul is in there I'm hoping the GM knows what he's actually doing now they're gonna yeah. build around Zach I'm ready to say Zach Wilson he's gonna be the best. Right. Jacksonville, they got Urban Meyer. College coaches don't do well in the NFL. That's it's pretty much bible at this point. I think Trevor Lawrence has the talent, but I just I'm just I, I'm just not ready to go. I think Trevor Lawrence is definitely going to be top 3 for sure. I just don't know if uh this
0: could, this exactly class this is, just is deep. Be it,
1: it is deep, man. Has it
0: the t- potential to be the best ever almost. Yeah. Especially with Fields. Fields isn't even, we didn't even talk about Justin Fields and he's an absolute monster. And then, I mean, even Kellen Mond, no, like, nobody even, like, I watched some of his highlights and he kind of, he's so good. He's so elusive and he's not afraid. Like, he'll just take off and run and he's not scared of contact, which is kind of frightening. But <laughs> at the same time, it's pretty sick. It's just a, a new breed of QB. And in, in order that you have to, you can't just be a normal pocket passer anymore. You ha- Especially with how athletic and how crazy pass rushes are nowadays. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: It's going to be absolutely insane. Okay, so you're going with Mac, future Hall of Famer. In my opinion, he's going to win at least two chips. I'm saying that right now. I think Mac's going to be a stud.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with Mac. All right. Fields or Andy? I think it's going to be Fields, to be honest. I... I think uh, to be honest based off the Bears schedule I'm thinking the bears are going to go a 1 and 4 to start and I think 1 and 4 start I think 1 and I think if they go 0 oh and 3 the conversation starts let's get fields in and he saves himself gets the one win so they're 1 and 3 they lose the next they're like all right we can't we can't go this back and forth let's get fields in yeah. and you know at that point I think it's I think it'll definitely be interesting to see how fields does so far I'll say preseason i've it's I feel like he's been better in the preseason than anything I saw of him in college right to be honest with you uh so yeah all right
0: Bridgewater a lock bridgewater I think Teddy's a lock all day I oh, think, well, t- yeah
1: <laughs> I, bridgewater,
0: <laughs> bridgewater is money I, I Bridgewater's so good to me and he's I, I watched some of his highlights he's been balling Dr- yeah, Drew true, it does though. fine though he, he's a solid backup
1: mm-hmm yeah. Uh, honestly, I heard some I heard some talk that uh someone was thinking about trading for Drew Locke. I forgot who it was. Yeah.
0: Wait, so. you, tell me your thoughts on the Gardner Minshew thing really quick. I think it's a good move.
1: Oh, uh yeah, I mean like Gardner Minshew is I think he's I think he can start in the NFL. I think there is I think he's definitely gonna be a bottom twenty-five type bottom twenty-five type quarterback, but I think you know he can definitely play. I think he could probably start in place of probably Tyra Taylor, I'd say probably, mm-hmm. um, you know, with a Tyler Taylor with the Texans in, in case Watson does play. Well, obviously Watson's better than Minshew, right. but I think, I think <laughs> it was a good move. Um, I, sure. I think it would have been really crazy if Minshew would have actually beat out Trevor Lawrence. And I think that was something I was actually ready for. I mean, I like Trevor Lawrence. I think the, I think he can ball, but I was actually ready for Minshew to actually beat him just because I feel like there was just a little bit more from Trevor Lawrence that we were just waiting to, waiting to see. But I think whatever the situation was in practice, whatever the situation was in preseason, um, you know, Trey, uh, Trevor Lawrence, he played with the ones the entire preseason, you know, all the games he played with the ones Minshew he produced with the twos and threes. So I think what that tells you as a, as a, any any GM any coach in the league is that Minshew's going to go out there. He's going to give it his all. He's going to he's going to put your football team in the best position, and win some games. Right. And the Eagles going for him that was a shock. I think it's crazy that Nick Sirianni has not committed to Jalen Hurts. That How do you? Crazy. I mean, like I get it. Nick Sirianni's new, but you're you're the Eagle Like the Eagles franchise drafted this guy in the second round last year. Wasn't the first pick. No, it was in the second round last year. No, no, no. Like 90.
0: Well, oh, how, what, didn't he go early second round, though?
1: No, no, no. It was... Uh...
0: I forget. No, no, oh, no. He... I, I just love that pick for them, though. And then, obviously, Gardner. Gardner, I want to see what he can do with some protection because he barely had any.
1: Yeah. yeah Jalen Hurts. I'm, just, I'm looking at this now.
0: I love Jalen. He's perfect. He's He's... I don't yeah. know. He's so on to
1: pick 53. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Boy, he was uh, towards the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Towards like the middle. They, they drafted back or they traded back up to get him. But, but that, that's what I'm saying. Like he, the Eagles franchise got him in the second round. They liked him enough to let go of Carson Wentz last year. Okay. They, they that's liked true. him enough to let go of Carson Wentz last year to move on to him. Okay. He goes six and four in the final, I think three, four games that he played. Yeah. He goes six and four and you know, everything you hear about this guy is he's studying the playbook. He's committing to spending time with his receivers, getting on the same page. He's quizzing them in the hallways. Okay. And he's uh, oh wait, No, I think that, that was actually Mac Jones. I was actually studying, but basically he, you know, this guy is nothing but a gym rat. Okay. And you're Nick Sirianni is like, Hey, you know, I, I'm not really ready to come. like, how do you do that? Like give the guy a chance. I mean, I think Jalen Hurts is going to start based off of preseason. I don't think he played a single snap, but I think Jalen Hurts is going to start for sure. But I mean, how are you not ready to commit to him? So I don't think the I, I don't think the Eagles should have drafted Gardner Minshew. I think if the Vikings would have drafted Gardner Minshew, I was ready for it. Uh, I was ready for something like that to happen for hundred percent sure. If uh, if the Texans would have done it, I'd have been okay with that too. Yeah, you know, I think that makes sense for them. They their, well, their for quarterback now. situation yeah i mean quarterback situation not really sure uh get 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 some help nothing else Jalen hurts
0: to me he's like justin fields maybe not as good but he's everything that you could want right now in a quarterback and you got him in the mid second round and he could easily the way he played in college i mean this like putting his like struggles in big game in some of the big games aside he's He's got like everything you could possibly want, and he's durable as hell. He's one of the probably pound for pound the strongest quarterback in the National Football League, as far as like weightlifting, mm-hmm. and durability, and being able to take hits. Yeah, he's, that, he's that dude, yeah,
1: straight up. Yeah, he is. So, so I yeah. think I don't think the Eagles should have gone for him. Uh, I I think that was a bad move, and I I feel bad for Gardner Minshew because he's entering a situation where he's going to be the backup. Mike. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I mean, yeah, sure. He could definitely fight for that position, uh, you know, for the starting role. He could definitely fight for it, but right. I just don't know why the Eagles would have done that. I think they should have committed to, they should commit to Jalen Hurts as their right. starter, as their future. I agree. Okay. Last, last two Fitzmagic magic or Taylor. Ah, uh, Fitzmagic. I think Fitzmagic yeah. plays the season. I think, for some reason, the Redskins didn't drive. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Washington football team didn't uh, didn't draft a quarterback. This, and I was fully expecting them to draft a quarterback, but yeah. I guess they're you can wait. Yeah, they're in. like yeah, they're getting they're in a rebuild mode. I'm assuming, and they're thinking that their defense is committed enough to win some games, but they're in a rebuild. So I think Fitzmagic is going to be their transitionary type quarterback, uh, and I don't anticipate him. Um, losing that job anytime soon.
0: Yep, Jameis. I think Jameis is going to stay. Yeah, he's a lock. Yeah, he's a lock. Um, do you think because the Jaguars are playing Houston Week One, right? I think. I think they are. Yeah. Will Will Um Trevor Lawrence? What What is it? Will Trevor Lawrence be the first number one selected QB in thirteen years to win their first career start?
1: Uh, yes. Yes, hundred percent. I don't.
0: I. I after going through and doing the playoff predictors um, website, I do not see the Texans winning a football game this year. And if they get, <laughs> be cr- like something whack, like maybe it's the Jets or like something like I don't I don't see them winning a game.
1: Yeah, I definitely think uh, I definitely think their Jags are going to be winning that. So yeah, Trevor Lawrence.
0: Okay, what QB slash teams are you expected? Like, are you expecting to? ball
1: out uh like sleeper teams like no yes. teams that aren't on yeah the, uh, these are, are like are, my okay.
0: sleeper teams that nobody's really expecting to but i think they're okay. gonna ball
1: out okay i i think i think the broncos are gonna be really good uh really good and by really good i mean better than they previously have if they go nine and eight or even ten and seven i would not be shocked their defense is good patrick sertain I think he's going to be about. I think he's going to be beast. So I think that secondary is going to be bolstered. Is definitely bolstered by Patrick, but I definitely think it's going to be lethal. Um, their defense is going to carry him. Uh, but also, you have Jerry Judy coming back, and you have uh, what's his face? Jerry Judy. Judy. Oh, the other guy. Hey, uh, they, just, they just got him Sutton? this year. Sutton, yeah, Cortland Sutton. Oh, sorry, oh. they have Jerry Judy. Uh, they drafted last year, but they have Cortland Sutton coming back from injury. So you have. I view I view Cortland Sutton as easy easy wide receiver one in that situation K- but I think Jerry Judy one of the fastest
0: guys in the league too
1: oh yeah yeah yeah, but I mean like probably okay. third or fourth probably third or fourth on the depth chart there but yeah. I think you have two wide rece- you have two straight up like could be number one wide receiver somewhere I think Jerry Judy is going to develop into one down the road yeah the season is probably going to be a breakout year for him to be honest right. fan for fantasy uh fantasy folks there I know Jerry Judy's on everyone's radar, so I didn't think he was a sleeper, but I definitely think it's going to be a breakout year for him. Yep. Cortland Sutton, bonafide. So I think Broncos are going to be good. I think with T- Teddy Bridgewater, they just got to commit to him. To be honest, uh, I think I-, I I go back and forth on the Jets. Um, I really like Zach Wilson, man. I uh, like I'm going to be honest with you, I really really like Zach Wilson, and if I think Zach Wilson's going to be competitive enough to keep them in games, yeah, uh, to keep the Jets in the games, and I think it's just Robert Sala, I'm. I love Robert Sala. I'm high on Robert Sala. He's beaten the crap out of the Packers countless times, so I absolutely love him. Um, I definitely think that his uh, the Jets defense is going to be one of those types of defense. Probably not going to be top ten, but I definitely yeah. expect them to be top fifteen for sure. Uh, with all the pieces that they have, yeah. So I I, I think the Jets and the Broncos they're going to be good.
0: Do you have any like individual
1: players? Uh, individual players. Besides like Zach. To- yeah. um individual, <laughs> individual players uh that I expect to break out this season.
0: the season I, I, I worded that question so wrong i what I wrote down was what QB slash teams are expected uh, that aren't expected to do much like will ball out this season that's what I meant to say like the teams that aren't expected to do much like yeah. we will do well and yeah you, I think you already said them for sure yeah
1: yeah for sure um as far as individual players. I obviously I mean like obviously the stars I feel like are going to ball out but I feel like uh I feel like what's his face on uh, I think the Rams receivers are going to be good Robert Woods Cooper Cup I feel like last year down year for both of them struggling with injuries right. everything like that so I think they're definitely going to break out, but I mean, like they've been in the league for a minute now. I mean, like they've been, so I won't, I won't consider them. I'm thinking like sophomore breakouts. I feel like this could be an entire section in itself. Right. I feel like sophomore breakouts from last year, uh, Jalen Rager for sure. Jalen Rager, I think he's breaking out. I think last year was a little bit of a growing period. He had to get just the NFL. I think there were tons and tons of reports that he wasn't doing his background work. He wasn't doing the studying. He wasn't research. You know, he was kind of clueless out in the field a little bit. That's what I heard uh, that, or at least that's what I read. So I think Jalen Rager on a full off season, getting on the same page with Jalen Hurts, committing to studying the playbook and staying really healthy. working his, yeah, staying healthy and really working his really working his ass off to be honest yeah. with you i think uh you know i think jalen rager is going to be one of those sophomore breakouts yeah so.
0: rager and um Devontae isn't Devonte like a little dinged or he was i he might be actually Devontae adams uh no smith
1: Devonte. oh yeah yeah he's dinged yeah he was dinged but i think that that could be lethal yeah Jalen, rager. and i mean like they're both fast they're both super fast jalen rager i think he was like number i think i like the fourth or fifth best uh 40 time and he was like a four three four three seven. Yeah, he's just done. Like so, yeah, yeah. No, he's fast.
0: My, mine, mine are mostly just individual players that aren't expected to do much, but I think they're going to ball. These are my five, okay? All, All right. right. We'll start off. Sammy D. I think Sam Darnold has a more decent year because Matt Rule, you know, I think that he's going to do okay. And then also, I think Jameis, two man, and then also Danny Dimes. Let's go.
1: Danny Dimes. Oh yeah. Danny, Danny Dimes. Uh, I think, do you, okay. Question for you for Danny Dimes. Is this a make or break a year for him? Is I, he out if he doesn't win this year?
0: I think so. I think so.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: But okay. I think so we, too. We can do another episode soon. I know you have to go. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we'll do another one and then hopefully Sheridan can come on and we have a lot more to talk about. So we can just do another one like yeah. later in this week.
1: Or, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And honestly, um, i'm gonna go ahead and get the get the fantasy fantasy league going for us and then cool. uh, let's set up a let's do it like a live draft or something i think that'll be, be fun li- that'll be late and then we kind of like segmented it out it'll be yeah. cool it'll be super right. fun
0: sounds so. good all right thank you so right. much yeah. it was sorry, good Kel. this was like 40 minutes which is perfect
1: <laughs> so, yeah sorry about that. sorry no, Kel. I, got, I gotta go but it's uh, no, okay
0: all right awesome thank you so much and then we'll do another one we'll just have to figure it out i have to always keep in mind that you are two hours ahead
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. No worry.
0: Just something came up, so I. No, I can't it's okay. Out. All right. Bye, bye. Yeah. All right. Later, Kyle. Later.